0: Welcome to the Good Reading Magazine podcast. Good Reading is a monthly magazine dedicated to books and reading and aims to help readers discover their next favourite book. You can find out more about the books discussed on today's podcast at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. At the last tap dance lesson for the year, Sophia did
1: the triple time step. Heel, toe, shuffle, heel. Not bad for a 57-year-old, she thought, and smiled at her friend Carol, who had insisted Sophia take the place next to her in the front row, even though Sophia would have preferred to be down the back. Sophia wiped the sweat from her forehead and ran her hands down her black three-quarter length stretch pants. Even with the fans at full blast, it was sultry. She flapped the hem of her white cotton blouse to create a cooling breeze. The other 19 women in the class, including Carol, wore flower patterned tops over a variety of coloured shorts. They reminded Sophia of a tropical garden. Carol had talked her into joining the tap cats, calling themselves tap dolls at the time when Sophia first moved to the Sunshine Coast from Brisbane. Sophia was surprised how quickly tap dancing came back to her. As she moved with the rhythm of the music, she lost herself in the dance. Four years later, and dancing was second nature.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Christine Sykes grew up in the same street as the Whitlam family in Sydney's Cabramatta, which she recounted in her memoir, Gough and Me. Christine is a champion of creating opportunity for those less fortunate through her work with the public service. And more recently with the charity dress for success on which her first novel the changing room was based today i'm talking with christine sykes about her new book the tap cats of the sunshine coast christine sykes welcome to the good reading podcast thank you there's a really interesting story in the tap cats of the sunshine coast but what or who was the inspiration behind the story in the tap cats of the sunshine coast
1: the inspiration was my auntie peg auntie peg uh, worked uh, most of her life she was a private secretary and she had always been a role model for me in what you can achieve in life and and what uh, women can do and when she retired she took up tap dancing she also moved to the sunshine coast and i had the delight of both watching her in several performances and also joining um, her in one of her lessons because when i retired I also took up tap dancing.
0: And what does tap dancing mean to you now?
1: Tap dancing is a combination of amazing things. I mean, firstly, it's good exercise. Um, I love music and I love dancing to music, uh, so I love any form of dancing. But tap dancing in particular has some extra benefits um, because when you're dancing, your feet do different things. So one foot goes in one direction and the other foot goes in the other direction. It apparently really helps with your brain development as well. And it creates those extra synapse connections. So there's, there's a lot of health benefits to it. And of course, the other thing is the social thing. You know, we dance, we laugh, we have coffee afterwards. We do a performance at the end of the year. So we get costumes made or we make the costumes ourselves and it's just great fun and
0: great camaraderie. I guess some people might be wondering, is it a little hard on the knees?
1: Some people with knee issues have, have some problems. Um, my current tap dancing teacher, who I don't think she'd mind me telling you is 80, has had her knees replaced, but she was dancing all her life. I think it depends a bit on the tap dancing you do. Um, and I think you can, you can uh, tone it down a bit so it doesn't hurt your knees. And of course, if you've got mobility issues, you can always dance on a chair, sitting on a chair, which is great fun too.
0: So it's an activity that could be taken up by just about anybody, it seems.
1: Absolutely. All you've got to do is be prepared to listen to the music and have a go and not get it right the first time, the second time, maybe even the third or fourth time, but just to keep going and to enjoy the process.
0: Let's get back to the story in The Tap Cats of the Sunshine Coast. Now there's a bunch of characters in there, all very individual characters, but they all come together with tap dancing. So we've got Sophia, Valerie, who's the tap teacher, Maud, Carol, and Bonnie. What do each of these characters bring to the story?
1: We pretty much start the story with Sophia. Um, Sophia is 57. Uh, she is married, uh, she is of Greek background, as is her husband. And she tends to be described a bit as, you know, the, the true goddess of Greek cuisine. She is a great housekeeper, she's a great cook. She did work as a teacher and her husband was a lawyer and they have moved to the Sunshine Coast from Brisbane. She's now retired and she's looking, I guess, at what happens with the rest of her life, Um her children are currently living away. So she's she's got, got I suppose, some space in her life to think about what her life is and, and where she goes. She also has a very loved Yaya grandmother who is still living in Greece and who is ageing and she is desperately wanting to go and visit her, but, but a few things get in the way of that. And then there's Carol. Carol was the first person at school that Sophia made friends with when she arrived from Greece. Um, and Carol's one of those... What you see is what you get kind of people. She believes in the truth, which she, you know, espouses, sometimes without thinking about the impact on the other person. Uh, She is also married to her brother's best friend and her husband is is one of those sort of blokes who can just about build or make anything. Um, A true blue surfer, ex-surfer Aussie bloke, they run a carpentry business which they've just sold and I guess Carol has a bit of space in her life and it's Carol who's really the driving force between the tap cats entering the senior superstars competition and then there's their friend Bonnie. Um, Bonnie has been living overseas for many years in some ways I guess Bonnie's the outsider She's a bit of a rebel. Um, she kind of bends the truth to suit her own purposes um, and she comes back into to the Sunshine Coast with a secret and, and tends to upend everybody. Then, as you said, uh, there's uh, Valerie, their teacher. Uh, Valerie was a tap dancer most of her life. She was on her way to um, perhaps having some start and perhaps even going overseas and dancing when she had an accident. Um, But because she loved dancing so much, she she then went to teach dancing, initially children, but having moved to the Sunshine Coast, she now teaches um, older people. Maud is uh, in her 80s. She's a grandmother and she has her granddaughter living with her, Melissa. Uh, And Maud's one of those people who appears all soft and cuddly, all nice, but she has a very strong backbone and, and she helps sort her granddaughter out. And her granddaughter, Melissa, is in fact like the narrator of the story.
0: Now, you mentioned it a moment ago, the Senior Superstar Competition. What's the importance of the competition both individually and collectively to this bunch of characters?
1: Yeah, well, look, it's the first time they've entered a competition like that. They have been dancing for many, many years in nursing homes, in community events, et cetera. But I guess entering the senior superstar competition adds a layer of pressure to them. And Carol in particular, who's the driver of them entering the competition, really, really wants to win. Um, And and she really pushes hard to um, have them practice, to rehearse, Uh, to have them choose a dance that will will get them across the finish line. Um, And she is a bit frustrated along the way by various events that happen. I don't want to tell you what they are because, you know, it's good for people to read and find out themselves. Um, But it certainly does end up uh, straining uh, some of their relationships very much. Sophia, on the other hand, is quite, while she supports Carol, her best friend Carol in most things, Sophia is quite reluctant about competition. Um, she had an incident uh, when she was um, around 10 or 11 on stage dancing, tap dancing, um, and so she's, she's very uneasy about dancing in a competition and, uh, she, you know, she would really prefer not to do that. She'd prefer just to keep dancing for fun.
0: And Sophia, of course, is facing some other problems, and there's a some tension there with her ethnic background. She's Greek, of course, and she was expected to take up Greek dancing, but instead went the other way and went to tap dancing.
1: Well, um, in fact, her parents made her do Greek dancing as well as tap dancing. Um, so you know that she she was she did do the good Greek girl thing, which which Sophia tends to do. Um, Sophia tends to try to please everybody. Um, And sometimes that means turning herself inside out and doing things that she's perhaps uh, not that uh, interested in. Having said that, I think Sophia is a natural dancer. She She does like dancing and she tends to lose herself in dancing.
0: Is she in some way breaking the cultural stereotype that we might attribute to a young Greek woman?
1: Well, she's certainly pushing it. She's certainly pushing it. And while she does try to do the right thing, um, she never quite gets there. You know, her parents want her to, for example, leave school early and help them in their shop. And she gets scholarships and she goes on to university. She then meets um, a lovely Greek boy and she does the right thing. You know, She does love him and she marries him and, and sets up as a traditional family. But then she goes and invites her two non-Greek friends, um, not only to her wedding, but to be her bridesmaids, which her mother does sort of um, take a bit of an issue with later on. So so even though Sophia does try to please everyone, um, there's something in her that keeps pushing those boundaries and, and we see what the results of that are as the story unfolds.
0: And of course, tap dancing and the tap cats of the Sunshine Coast is not just a story about tap dancing, it's really a vehicle for other issues, social issues, the cultural one we've just discussed, of course. But there's another one that comes up later in the book, and it's this idea of forced adoption, which was very common for women in the 60s and 70s, if not prior to that. Why was it important for you to explore that issue in particular in TAPCATS?
1: There are a couple of reasons. Um, Without going into any of the details, um, there was an adoption matter in our family, which really kind of brought the whole issue of adoption home to me. I mean, it's it's turned out to be a very good news story. I also have a, a very good friend who was um, the subject of a forced adoption um, and she has written a memoir, a very good memoir about that. Uh, so I was aware of the issue um, and I guess myself having gone through that period and... and um, uh, as I point out, I talk about in the memoir, my memoir that was published last year, um, I did face a pregnancy and have to think about what do I do about that and, and was, was adoption one of the issues there. So it was an issue that had been rolling around in my mind. But also um, the year that the story is set is 2013 um, and that year the Senate report on forced adoptions uh, was released. So it was very much in the um, media at the time. So it was was an interesting way to kind of look at uh, a story that had national attention, but also to then bring it to the level of um, how that affects an individual and how you can work that through in a story context.
0: Another issue that comes up, which is connected to that one, and I've got a quote here from Carol, the highest compact we can make with our fellow is let there be truth between us two forevermore. So there's a big issue of truth-telling here.
1: There is a big issue of truth-telling, and it, that was, I guess, another thing I was interested in exploring, and, and I have, I guess, and, and, you know, I think we all at times struggle with the truth and should you always tell the truth. And and Carol, as I, I said before, really believes in the truth, and, and she has a strong commitment, which is, is, is very black and white about, you know, you tell the truth at all costs. I think Sophia is is a bit more mellow around that. You know, it's, yes, the truth is important, but it's how you present it. When you present it, you take into account the other person's feelings. You might not lie, but you might not actually tell somebody something. You might sort of lie by omission, so to speak, um, so as not to hurt their feelings or not to upset their marriage or whatever. For various reasons, Bonnie, on the other hand, is, has learnt to lie. She's, she's quite good at lying both to herself and to everybody else. And, you know, um, she doesn't quite say, you know, why let the truth get in the way of a good story, but, um, but she does lie and, and she has lived a life for quite a lot of
0: her life. And as a final question to you, I want to talk to you about this idea of ageing gracefully or even disgracefully, if you like, and which way does tap dancing go?
1: Oh, look, I think tap dancing is about uh, both, really. I mean, you know, those who are um, graceful tap dancers do it gracefully and those who aren't perhaps do it disgracefully and and sometimes it's a combination of the both. I I have some fabulous photos of my auntie in some very risque outfits, I can tell you now. Um, Look, I think for me this story was really, it's like a coming-of-age story for older women, in my view. Um, And that notion that no matter how old we are, we still have a lot to learn and we still have the capacity to find out who we really are and be who we really are, and also to embrace our ageing and to look at what we can do, how we can enjoy it, what we can do to sustain our health and, and, you know, keep our our years when we're ageing healthy and happy But also even even when we have challenges around that, how to work around it and and still have the joie de vivre, I guess, that I think we all deserve.
0: And I guess that's where tap dancing comes in.
1: Absolutely. One way of getting a lot of joie de vivre.
0: (laughs) Christine Sykes, thank you for joining me on the Good Reading Podcast. Thank you. I've been talking to Christine Sykes about her book, The Tap Cats of the Sunshine Coast, It's published by Ventura, and you can find it at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. My name's Greg Dobbs, and thanks for listening. Subscribe to Good Reading Print and Online Magazine at goodreadingmagazine.com.au.